Oh, hey, how's it going? Let me guess, you've got a joke you want to tell all the podcast listeners. Nope. Really? No joke? Nope, but I've got a wonderful idea. How about today you tell me a joke? Uh, okay, sure. I can do that. So there were these two ladies who hadn't seen each other since high school. One day they were out shopping and they happened to run into one another. One lady says to the other one, Hey, I heard you just got married recently. How's married life treating you? Well, she says the first couple of months were okay, but recently it's gotten a little bit odd. My husband, I think he's gone crazy. He seems to think he's a chicken. A chicken, the first woman said. That's awful. Have you considered taking him to a doctor that might be able to make him well? Oh, not so much, the second lady says. I mean, sure, all the clucking and crowing gets kind of annoying sometimes, but when you think about it, all that scratching around in the yard for worms doesn't really hurt anything, and goodness knows the extra eggs come in handy. Was that all the joke? Yeah, get it? The extra eggs come in handy. You didn't think it was funny? Well, number one, I do not comprehend it at all. And number two, it makes me a little bit uncomfortable. <laughs> well, funny you should mention comfort. Today, we're actually going to be talking about comfort, or lack thereof. Today's podcast is titled, In the Fields of the Wood. Well, I hope it's better than the joke was. Give it a chance. Hi, I'm Randall Sims, and this is my podcast. Jesus, the Christ, at the cross of Calvary, purchased eternal life for you and for me. Life more abundant. That life has already begun, so why wait until the afterlife to live that life to the fullest? Welcome to the most impatient Christian podcast in the entire world. This is... Christ Life Now. In the scripture, during the Exodus, or departure from Egypt, God instructed Moses to have a very special box built. God gave very specific instructions on every detail of how it was to be constructed and what it was to contain. It was covered with gold, and on the inside it contained a golden jar which contained some of the manna that God had sent down to feed his people in the wilderness, as well as the wooden rod that had belonged to Aaron which had supernaturally budded. It also contained the tablets on which God had written the Ten Commandments which were known as the Tablets of the Covenant. Therefore, this very important box that God instructed Moses to have built was called the Ark of the Covenant. It was the boat or vessel that contained the covenant. Now, if you were a five-year-old in 1981, like I was, you might remember it as the box that Indiana Jones found that melted the faces of the bad guy Nazis in the movie Raiders of the Lost Ark. Wow, that was really horrible. Can I watch it again? Great movie. Fictional story, but based on the very real Ark of the Covenant from the Bible. And some of that story was probably more realistic than the public realized if they hadn't read the Bible. But more importantly, the Ark of the Covenant was the place of presence. While the Lord was present among his people in the Exodus, God localized his presence in the tabernacle for the benefit of his sinful people. The tabernacle was constructed so that the Lord would be among his people. He said in Exodus 25 and 8, And let them make me a sanctuary that I may dwell in their midst. But in an even more specific way, the ark served as the place of the presence of God. As we read in Exodus 25, 22, God said, there 
I will meet with you. On the ark of the testimony, I will speak with you. Now, on top of the ark was a lid or covering called the mercy seat, on which rested the cloud or visible symbol of the divine presence. Here, God's manifested presence was seated and from this place he would dispense mercy to mankind when the blood of the atonement was sprinkled there. So the ark not only contained some supernatural items that had been touched by God, but it was at that time the very literal place upon which God himself dwelled. The ark was the place of his presence. Now, a few years later, the elders of Israel decided to take the ark out onto the battlefield to assist them against their fight with the Philistines. However, they were heavily defeated with the loss of 30,000 men. Then, unfortunately, the ark was captured by the Philistines and taken away. Now you have to understand here how extremely important the ark and of course the presence of God, the manifested presence of God, was to his people. When the news that the ark had been captured and taken away was reported to Eli, the old priest fell dead. And his daughter-in-law, who was at that very time giving birth, named the baby Ichabod. Now you know that wasn't even right to do that baby that way. Meaning the glory has departed in Israel. Then she too died. Now that might seem extreme to our way of thinking, but you have to understand what was essentially happening here is that the presence, the very presence of God had been lost to Israel. Long story short, well, relatively short, the ark's presence, well, God's presence on the ark caused such trouble while in the presence of the Philistines, it caused them to have tumors, mice infestations, and it kept making their idol fall over and break that they finally had enough and sent the ark back. In the 132nd Psalm, the writer recounts the return of the ark to Israel and mentions where they found it. Psalm 132 and 6, which by the way is our key verse for today's lesson from the Holman Christian Standard Translation, states it this way, We heard of the ark in Ephrat. We found it in the fields of Yaar. Let me say that again. We heard of the ark in Ephrat, which, by the way, is another word for Bethlehem. But we found the ark in the fields of Yaar. Now, as you may already know, Bethlehem is Hebrew for house of bread. How interesting this line from the song that the psalmist has composed. You've heard that the ark, you've heard that the presence of God is in Bethlehem. You've heard that the presence of God is in a place that you've become accustomed to being your source for bread. What people are saying is that you can find your answers in a place of comfort and familiarity. Go eat bread, get full, get nourished in good old Bethlehem. For us today, we could say, go enjoy the buffet at Bethlehem. Nice alliteration, right? The place of Jesus' birth. You know that place. Remember, there was no room for them in the inn. Mary and Joseph in a stable with a manger, maybe even a little drummer boy. That ain't even biblical. Shepherds worshiping, wise men bearing gifts. Very familiar, very traditional, comfortable to our way of thinking. It sounds like a place where good life should be, doesn't it? Sounds like a source. Well, it certainly would become a source. Jesus, the bread of life, after all, was to be born there a few hundred years later. So it was no coincidence that it was called Bethlehem or house of bread. Bethlehem was no doubt a place where resources and nourishment could be found even in the psalmist's day. 
So no wonder there was a rumor going around, as our key scripture states, we heard that God's presence, the ark, was in Bethlehem. But it turns out, when they found it, it wasn't in Bethlehem, as they may have been led to believe. It says they found the ark in the fields of Yar. Now, the word Yar, spelled J-A apostrophe A-R, occurs 58 times in the original text of the Bible. 57 out of 58 times, it is translated into English as meaning forest or woods. So get this, those seeking the ark heard that it was in the house of bread, but they found that it was really in the fields of the wood. Can I cast some vision your way today? We may have heard that God's presence was in the house of bread. We may have sensed that God's presence was to be found in a convenient place, in a place with which we are familiar. We may have suspected that the manifested glory of God was ours for the finding if we looked in a place and in a way that made us feel comfortable. In the back of our minds, we've thought that God's outpouring is here in this church or this Bible study or this Christian podcast. His manifestation is here in our church on a Sunday morning. His glory is here in this church on a Sunday morning between 1030 and 12. When we sing the right worship songs and hear just the right message with just the right altar call and on those particular services when we don't have anything better to do and we actually bother to show up for church. But I'm here today on this podcast to help you get the vision that the experience that you and I need from God in 2022 and beyond is not going to be found that easily. I declare that what God wants to do through you and me this year is not located right here on the surface of the table next to a fresh loaf of bread covered with butter. Instead, I want to make you aware that what God wants to do through and for you and me this year is something that is worth being sought after, something that has to be searched for in the wood. People of the kingdom, hear me this day as I assure you that it's not about your comfort and it's not about my convenience. It's about you and me going to the place where God dwells. Now, God knows that I love a mountaintop experience with him as much as, if not more than, the next guy. But God, if the blessing's in the valley, then in the valley, in the very rapids of the river running through that valley, I will wait. Wherever your presence is, that's where I want to be. If your presence is in the desert, then you can look for me under a dune. And if it's in the deep, dark, dank, dangerous, dodgy woods, then pass the mosquito repellent because I'm going tree surfing. Oh, dude, cowabunga. Now, there may have been years when we may have had success standing on the safe, comfortable mountaintop, worshiping, using our faith and applying our works, trying to get the river to come to us. And we managed here and there to get splashed just enough every now and again not to die of dehydration, thanks to God and his magnificent mercy. But there comes a time when you've been standing on the mountain in one spot, gathering dust for so long, Long, that those mercy drops just aren't enough to keep you feeling refreshed. In fact, all they do is just mix with the dust and make you muddy. There comes a time when you won't settle for mercy drops anymore, and you've got to go down to where the river is flowing and get totally submerged. Or, or maybe you'd prefer to find a waterfall. 
you know, depending on your denomination. But there comes a time, and that time has come, and that time is now. If God is in the valley, we'll go to the valley. And if God is in the wood, we'll leave the four walls of this holy city, and we'll go and find him in the wood, or in the woods. Maybe we need a news alert. This just in, the woods are not a comfortable place. (laughs) In the comfort zone, the food is given out readily, and you just receive it. In the woods, you have to work a little harder for each ounce of food. But the difference is that the cake you're eating in the comfort zone is not nourishing. It's enough to keep you alive, but not enough to prosper you. However, the fresh fruit and fresh meat and whole grains you'll be dining on in the fields of the wood will give you strength to live, grow, and even to thrive. Think about it this way. It's very easy to pray over each meal, to bow your head and pretend to pray while someone else at church prays, maybe even to say a quick prayer before bedtime, but entering into effectual, fervent, and even intercessory prayer requires leaving the realm of easy and going into a place of self-sacrifice. Now, I know it's comfortable to sit and just receive the word from your life group leader or pastor or Christian podcaster extraordinaire or to read a scripture or two each day on a Facebook post, but it's not as comfortable to dig day after day into the deepness of God's word to the point that the word becomes alive in your heart and begins to flow out of you and begins to affect your interaction with the rest of the world. That takes leaving your comfort zone, sacrificing a hobby or two, giving up some personal time. It's very easy to love your neighbor as yourself when your neighbor is sitting next to you on a church pew, singing next to you in the choir, sharing your ideals and morals, looking like you, believing like you, acting like you, smelling like you. But when your neighbor didn't grow up with you in, you know, the holy city, when your neighbor grew up in the woods and looks different, acts different, and smells different, it takes a sacrifice on your part to do what Jesus commanded and love that neighbor as yourself. You may be wondering, why? Why on earth would I ever want to leave a comfortable, cozy, easy, safe place in order to go to the woods? Why can't I just advance on to an easier place? Why can't I just join up with a good minister or a group or a church that offers more? A place somewhere over the rainbow where I don't have to be so committed, don't have to work so hard. A place where I can slide by without making such sacrifices. Well, of course, you can. You can do that, but let me remind you of Psalm 132 and 6. We heard that God's presence is in the house of bread, but we found that God's presence is in the fields of the wood. So ask yourself this question. Do you feel lucky? No, no, not that question. So ask yourself this question. As someone who claims to love God, do I want to look for him where people say he is? Or do I want to find him where he actually is? Well, I'm thoroughly convinced that we'll not find what God wants us to have in Ephrat, but that we will find it if we go to Yar, because Yar is where he is. How simple can you get? I mean, in an extremely complicated kind of way. But I'm going to let you in on a little secret that I'm guessing no one has ever told you before. Are you ready? They found the ark in the fields of Yar. As I told you before, 57 out of 58 times Yar is translated as meaning woods. But one out of 58 times Yar is translated as meaning 
honeycomb. And you may ask, what do you find in honeycomb? Well, I'm gonna tell ya, honey. Wait, let me try that again. Well, I'm gonna tell ya, honey. Yup, comma splices are important. So the vision that I want to cast to you today is us, the united kingdom of God, leaving our places of comfort and complacency and going into the deep, dark, difficult woods, coupling our faith with our works, finding the tallest, hardest to climb trees in the forest, and finding places at the tops of those trees that are just buzzing and dripping with the sweetness of the manifested presence of God, the likes of which none of us has ever tasted before. Sometimes, after all, you just gotta kick over a beehive and see what happens. In summation, let me put it this way. This year, if you want to experience the fullness and the blessings and the glory and the power that God has intended for you to have, you're probably not going to find it in a place that you're familiar with, that you're comfortable with, and that is easy. It is almost definitely going to take leaving your comfort zone, going into new territory. Hey, even if the territory is the deep, dark, and dangerous woods, rather than your local bakery or house of bread, it's gonna be worth it. Remember, them woods is filled with honeycomb, and honeycomb is filled with honey. Hey, let me speak a blessing over you today. May God bless you and keep you. May he cause his face to shine brightly upon you. May he raise his countenance upon you daily and give you the fullness of what it means to walk and operate in relationship with him. The fullness of his shalom. That's peace and beyond. In Jesus' name, amen. Thanks so much for listening. Do me a favor and tell a friend or three about this podcast. Share it on your social media. Prayerfully consider becoming a financial supporter. We have Cash App. We have PayPal. We have a mailing address. It's all in the show notes below. God bless you. Enjoy the rest of your week. And don't wait until you're dead to start living the abundant life that Christ died to give you. Be impatient. Live your Christ life now. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino online. I was only playing for fun, so winning was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's favorite free online social casino. You, too, could have the chance to win life-changing cash prizes. Absolutely anybody could be like Mary. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumboCasino.com and play for free now. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18-plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of the winner. 